Welcome to the How Do You View You podcast with your host, Griffin Stein. Today we have a special guest, LaVette Grant. I went to camp with her. Uh, we were, what else? We went to, did we do a, uh, oh no, you had a fundraiser. Did you have a fundraiser for that LMG? I was trying to do some things. I did a few things, but nothing too big. Not enough um, people oh, interested. Interested. Or my marketing wasn't good enough. I don't know. It's a little bit or something. Yeah. Well, it, for, for just for the people, introduce yourself and let them know who you are and what you what you're doing. Okay, so my name is Lavette Grant. I am from the Bay, um, and currently I work a local government job, which has benefits. So I am not mad. At <laughs> um. Mother of two, um, long supporter of kids, worked for the Boys and Girls Club, Camp Mendocino, where I met Don. I did try and start a nonprofit a couple years back called LMG Kids, and the premise behind it was to help support kids and initially help them go to camp because that's somewhere where I felt I found oh, okay. myself and gained my independence. Um, and I still feel like it is an important part of a kid's life to experience. Um, the, the, the camp as we remember, because it's not the same, they oh, say. No. They oh, say no, it's no, locked no, down, no, man. No, 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 It's not the same, and I know a lot of people were upset by that, but my, my kids went. Mm. My daughter still goes. My daughter is a me. You know, she has her green, she has her red. Mm. See, um, come January, when is camp gonna start? Oh, when I go to camp, I'm gonna do this and then. Wow. So she, got, she got the camp oh. fever. Wow. She got the camp friend. She got, I mean, you know, know all the staff. So definitely me. She's already planning at twelve. Well, she was ten. She gonna be a lit, which was mm. cit for us. Yeah. She gonna work at camp. Okay, I don't have no problems. So for her, what I see is the same thing that we got from it. Mm. She's getting from it, even though it's not what we went through. We had a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they don't get to do That's boring. But for these kids. It's still better than. It, it, man, yeah. it definitely is. And they do a lot more stuff than I think we did. Oh. Um, Back in our day, they have a camp, camp to college, where like for we were CITs. Don't earn your three hundred dollars if you were getting paid. My first year on special duty, so I did not get paid. Mm. I volunteered in nineteen eighty seven to work twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Lord. Um, but they get a paycheck. They um have different programs. They teach them how to do resumes. Oh, they teach them. They, oh they I didn't know actually, that. Oh, oh that's, they, good. that's it's good. A, it's a straight program. So for I us, go work your job in the dining hall, clean the tables and all the stuff, then go to the tribe, help the kids, and then go to bed and start all over. No, they actually are a tribe in themselves. Mm. And they actually have my uh, stepdaughter did it 
they have breakouts where they go and they teach them about self-esteem, teach them about jobs. Man. They should do that with everybody. It's not just the LITs. It should be everybody. Right. Because it's some of them staff uh, from Camp America, boy. They was grown compared to what... I mean, they just was a different grown. They just smoking cigarettes at 18. I'm like, cousin... How, what are y'all living? Is it is different. Their, their culture is different. different. So, I mean, they drink at 15. So, I mean. And, and proud of And people letting them. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Camp America is uh, basically a camp service where the, the people from different countries come to America and, and, and do and they work at camps. Ex- they get to experience America and they get to travel. So, they that's basically what it is. They come over. They do their summer at whatever summer camp, because it is all over yeah. America. It's not just Camp Mendocino. So they are assigned to whatever camp. They do their summer, and then after the summer, they travel. So those that um, went to Camp Mendocino, of course, they start in California. And then they have, I think, like a month or something. I think it's a month. And they travel through the United States to the different cities until they get to New York. And, and then, then they fly go out. Yeah, go back home. some of them stay. Some of them are illegal. <laughs> but they ain't in the camps. Because <laughs> they from Europe, so it's hard to tell them from the... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they stay. And yeah, a lot of them stay. Actually. Yeah. A few of them get married and stay. A few of them, you know. Okay. Yeah. No, I I think uh you know I talked about this with Rika, Revolutionary Rika, your sister. Yes. Um, uh, it was a it was a good experience for me. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, I wasn't as comfortable as I could have been. I think. I agree. Yeah. But, I agree. Because that stuff started clicking up, and and I remember. I think me, you, and Maceo. I remember me, you, Maceo was talking about that. Mm-hmm. It was one other person. Daryl? Was it Daryl? I don't know. It was somebody. Name now, Blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I was like, man, this. Yeah. He's like, man, you can't even. You can't really do what you want to do. It's certain people that got carte blanche, and I'm not finna hug King Graf. Check this out. I don't kiss the ass. Yeah. I'm me. I'm always going to be me. Ken was like a father to me. Ken, Larry, you know, I wasn't squeaky clean. Mm. You know, I remember Larry telling somebody, you better not mess with her. (laughs) 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 I mean, I had issues. I know that now. Then I was just angry. Um... But they watched out for me. I never saw that. Like, like, no, no. <laughs> you don't. I, I mean, you you don't know. I watched people there. I, know I you had, did. Yeah, that's all I did. I never saw you. I saw you get angry, but it wasn't even angry. The girl just wouldn't do what you said. You like, look, I'm not about to. You, you just went to her. You wasn't. But after you was like. <laughs> These girls are crazy, and that's all you said. I just, I never saw that, and that's. I guess that's how we could jump into the next segment. Uh, is what have you learned now from how you were then? Um, as an adult who has actively been um, caring for my mental health, um. I've always had anxiety. I've always been depressed. Mm. I've, you know, um, 
it's I can so recognize it now. Before it was like, okay, at camp I was the main girl. You know, it's like, y'all go to bed. Y'all, you know, turn them lights off. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. the neck rolling and all the stuff. Um, and even, you know, you mess with some of my bros, it's like, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like I remember Takuma them to uh, TC, and it was it was times that I hear about it. You know, I hear about it even. I'm sitting over there at archery. Right. Y'all all in the in the vein of stuff working it out, and I'm like, I'm like, what happened? Yeah, right. And then somebody tried to explain it to me. I said, Nah, not that. I, you know, uh, reached out to um, someone who I called my brother at camp, and I remember in like 88 or one of those years he was there and this girl uh i have no idea what the relationship was between the two mm. i just know he was like man that girl get on my nerves she lying on me so naturally i'm like bitch don't be lying on my brother <laughs> 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 you know it's like crazy stuff um this guy i knew from kindergarten mm. Mind you, mental health issue. In kindergarten in 1978, whatever year it was, I remember this dude, and we laugh about it now. He took this big, solid block, you know, 1970s, we had building blocks mm. you play with, and he hit me in the head with it. That boy hit me in the head with that block. I ain't never forgot it. Never forgot his face. Never. So when he showed up at camp in oh. 1988, they had to I'm stop like, you. Dude, you hit me in the head with a block. <laughs> That's the first thing you said to him. <laughs> and he was looking like, what? Wait, what? Told him the whole story. So some things were going down. You know, as kids, you do whatever. We were all sitting at a table and talking back and forth in the dining hall and. Uh, somewhat capping on each other. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even remember what he said or what the case may be. But all I know is I just jumped up and slapped the shit out of him. And it was just like, you know, and of course, me being who I was, yeah, it was like, I dare you to hit her. Yeah, nobody. Which was not cool. I mean, shit, I hit him. He, you yeah, know. Yeah. But. It's just like trauma. That's trauma. Like why? So, but what does that have to do with anxiety? So, do how does that? So, so you knew you was gonna hit him when you first saw him? Nah. Oh. Nah. Things just you just do stuff because you're angry, and a lot of it comes off as anger. I was angry for a long time. Man, let me tell you. I used to get chased home from school in kindergarten. I lived in Geneva Towers. Latchkey kid. Mm. Taller than everybody. Mm. Darker than everybody. So, of course, I got called every name in the book. And I was quiet. So, I'm shy, I'm tall, and I'm black as hell. Get her. Mm. I remember I would get off, at the, get off the bus, because we were bused to like the avenues or somewhere to go to school, get off the bus, they would chase me. I'd make it in the building. One day I didn't make it in the building. 
That'd be like seven kids. I ain't doing nothing to these kids. Man. That's about to beat the hell out of me. And all I heard was, hey, y'all stop that. Looked up. It was my mom. My mom drove Muni. And for some reason, on this particular day, wow, wow, wow. she came home on her split. And right before they beat the brakes off of me, <laughs> she was just like, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, I live to see another day. So, you know, the trauma of being awkward as a kid and always being picked on, um, you know, uh, I used to do everything I could to live another day. Mm. You know, took some that's, money from my mama that's rough. to pay kids off so they leave me alone. You know, that's living in, in the towers, you know. Um, my sister told, because I had a bunch of little rubber bands and trinkets and things that I had bought up with the money and gave some to the kids, and, you know. And my sister, my oldest sister, was like, I'm a tail, I'm a tail. So I'm like, shit, my mama finna kill me. I go in the closet with a butter knife. Swear I'm about to kill myself. With a butter knife. At eight, with a butter knife. My sister called my aunt. My aunt says, you don't put that butter knife down and get out that closet. Ooh, whatever. Like, okay. Not tripping. First and only time I felt like I was about to commit suicide because I was afraid of what would happen. Oh, your mother. Well, Sean knew she was going to beat the brakes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the brakes beat off my mother. <laughs> but you live. But, but I you... live. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's struggling. So, so please excuse if I sound hella stupid or, you know, just ignorant. Because it is ignorance. Because I don't know. Because... How are you supposed to know? I, it's, I did not. Because we was in the old car meeting the other day, and it was like, when you was explaining stuff, I was like... Oh my God, I do that same shit. It's, you know, it was like, I do this. I have that high anxiety. So, but I guess my question is, if, if it was, shit, kindergarten to, what, eighth grade? How do you, how do you, how do you fix that many years of torment? It took, it took a long So do you feel like you are, if you had to say 100% down to whatever, what would your percentage be? confidence as far as uh mental i'd probably say 75 um i've been dealing with this since i was 20 um, trying to figure out what's wrong with me um i've attempted to see several therapists a lot of that stuff you know at first it didn't help um I finally found one that I did like and it did work out, but I saw her for a whole fucking year and nothing. I still never got to the core of what it was. It's like every week it was something new. And I fell into her because I had a nervous breakdown at work. Jesus. And um, So what is that? Uh like at the time it was I would instantly get sick. When I had to go to work, I worked for uh, Pacific Bell, SBC, wow. whatever you want to call it, which is now owned by the devil. Yes, I said it. AT&T is the devil. Yeah. Because they contributed to a lot of that stress. 
um, by way of SBC. Um, I know. I, I knew a couple people that worked there. You know, if you took a sick day, they send a private de detective to watch you to see if I, you lead out. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I mean... That's how one of the girls got fired. It's like you at your phone, okay, I just need to take a breath or something, and you turn your phone off, somebody at your desk. What are you doing? Really? Why, oh, why wow. You, you know... You go to the bathroom longer than three minutes. Hell, it take me three minutes to get my pants down. What the <laughs> hell? I mean, damn. So it, it that it was a lot of trauma um, at that time Man. that caused that to not be a good job for me. Even though I made twenty four dollars an hour yeah. in nineteen ninety nine. God damn. Um, but it, it was. It, I would get sick instantly. As soon as I touched the door, I'd be nauseous, you know. Wow. Anxious every time a call would come in. Um, you had to sell a computer to an old lady. I'm sorry. I don't like to manipulate people. I can't sell no. a computer to an 82-year-old lady who just want to know why her bill $10 instead of $8. And she's still mm. renting a phone from AT&T from 1970-something. Mm. But you want me to sell Suck. her a computer, a modem with a printer, and the service to go with. And she's like, what's that? <laughs> and she's like, oh, sure, baby, whatever you want. <sighs> but you had to offer. It's not your fault that they accepted it. Where all these MCI, Sprint, AT&T, they were all trying to get into local service, which SBC, Pac Bell, mm. had that sold down. So the government started opening up local, uh, local long distance and all this, which was a lot. It was a mess. So what was happening was SBC wanted to get into long distance. AT was AT and T was like, get that shit out of here. Mm. Nah, y'all can't, nah. So whatever we didn't do per FCC rules, AT&T would run to the court and find get us fined for something. Mm. So naturally your supervisors was like, AT&T's gonna come and take your jobs and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know. Just coming at you, which is adding more anxiety sure, and yeah. stress. You know, they were known for their attendance issues, you know. Chick had a heart attack or something at the job, and they came and took her out in an ambulance on a stretcher, and she got named. <laughs> what? <coughs> oh, that is the devil. That's the... That's, that's the... So, anytime I hear AT&T... My kids even know, uh-uh, that's the devil. Don't call my house. Don't offer me nothing. I don't want to hear it. Because now, what just happened was AT&T acquired SBC. They put y'all through all that shit and y'all gonna let them acquire you? Mm. Nah. I'll stay with Comcast forever. I don't care how much they charge me. I will not. I refuse. Well, my personal uh, mission is to kill Comcast, so. Okay, well. I'm going to let you know before I do okay, it. Okay, thank uh, you. I'm going to try to make it so that uh, <laughs> internet is free, at least in Richmond. Somebody, so. I guess AT&T will not get a dollar you, out yeah. of me. And for a long time, 
every time they would call me, I would literally just go into like a panic when I would see them pop up on my the, so, call here. So that's the that that's the that's the nervous. So was it a so, real incident? Like or you just said I'm tired of being nauseous and stuff. It was it was that. It was a lot of stuff. I ended up um losing, you know, a couple babies. Mm. It, it was a lot of stuff going on at oh, the time. Okay, yeah. And I kept having headaches. I would have migraines every day for like three months. And my doctor was gonna send me to um a neurologist. Mm. And right before that, she took me off work. This was like early March 2001 or something. Um, right out, I had had a miscarriage, mm. which kind of pushed everything over. Um, and I ended up going to therapy, and then I ended up going into a, um adult day program, which is almost like rehab um but it was mental rehab mm -hmm. it was it was it was a, a a bit of everybody there it was so the um because we was talking about therapy so in my mind mm -hmm. therapy is you know and it's wrong i already know it's wrong because mm -hmm. when i say it it sounds comedic mm -hmm. but it's like me laying on the couch crying and this dude saying well why didn't your mother lie? you know it was yeah. just somebody trying right. to press everything out right. of me and telling me everything in the life that I did right. wrong. So, so this, that's not that therapy. what you see in movies and what you've been told. You know, yeah. I was told when I first said I was going to go to therapy by my grandmother um, who just passed. Um, all you need to do is pray. All you need to do is mm. go to church and pray. Yeah. And I didn't feel that that was enough. And, you know, my mom was like, well, don't let them tell you. I said, I did nothing to you. And this, okay. So I took upon myself to keep going, even though I felt like people were like, oh, don't do this, don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, the guy I was supposed to marry at the time, he was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. He didn't want me to go. And this was after, right after I had um, miscarried. Yeah. And, which I still think today that that's the reason why we broke up, because after that, I did push and go to therapy, and that just wasn't what he was into. Um, okay, no, I'm not going to go into it. Okay. Because I, well, I just don't understand how somebody could love somebody and not want the best for them. What, what is that? Because what you, what, the way you perceive, perceive therapy, a therapist... What they're gonna do is lead you. Uh. They can't tell you that's why you did this is what's wrong with you. I mean, it's a name for what you're going through, but and they can tell you that. But the work is your work. Mm. It's not their work, it's your work. So why did you feel that way? Okay. You need to sit there and think about, okay, how did that make you feel? This is why I felt that way. Working that trauma. To where you're okay. You can finally say, you know what? I forgive this person and now I can move on. I let that go. They're just there to guide to you. To facilitate that. You yeah. know, some of us do. I do that. I have a, a mental thing where I say, you know what? He must have meant this positively. 
Mm-hmm. Find the positiveness in it or mm-hmm. let it go. Exactly. Or find the positiveness and let it go. Yeah. You know, you let it go either way. Yeah. But be okay. I do that. I do a mental check. But somebody else doing it would be... Right. But and see, it's you, personal. That's the doing, other thing. You're doing a mental check just by yourself. You asking certain questions, but if you got some deep shit, you avoiding them hard I questions. won't lie. Don't give you your own. I will. <laughs> I will lie to myself. That ain't fat. My skin is bubbling. But with somebody else there to kind of hold you accountable. Wow. And and really say. That's really what it is, then. Yeah. People don't want to confront themselves. Uh, oh, them people. Them people gonna tell you. See, my whole thing is. And I found out later that my mama saw a therapist at one time. This didn't work for her. So did my grandmother. Okay, y'all play too much. But they didn't say that. No. Oh. <laughs> you thought they were. Uh, no. That's the perfect thing to say. No. I went and didn't help me. Don't say. No. Don't let them people later, play me. Later. Oh. It was said later, but Jesus. at that point, it was like, nah, nah, nah. But see, here's the thing. We've all been dealing with trauma for so long. I mean, post-traumatic slaves. Yes. Syndrome. Yeah. Okay. So, our parents, their error dealt with it with what? Drugs. Drugs. That was their way to cope. You know, <clears throat> um, my father told me when I was 20-something that he was in rehab he been at all the rehabs in the state of California. <laughs> mm. That's my running joke. Um, <laughs> he said, you know, in rehab in the group, they said that kids of addicts become addicts. And I think it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Excuse me? What? How I, dare you? you? Whatever. Like, you know, and I've always been that person that I'm going to prove you wrong. I swear I'm not going to be Why this way. That? Huh? Why did he say that? Like, I appreciate it now. I'm 47 years old. When I was 20 something and he said it, that hurt my feelings. I, like, that's why I, I don't understand. Dude, you got like eight kids. Why you chose me. Be one? You see dopeinism in me. You... But here's here's <laughs> what I think he meant. Oh, okay. What I think he meant was. I have issues. I am the emotional one. I am the one that would struggle with dealing with stuff. I can now say, okay, I get it. I'm I'm not mad no more. It was a better way to say it, though. He don't know how? Yeah, he didn't know how. When were they taught? When were they taught how to communicate? When are parents taught how to parent? Never. As they go. <laughs> Most of them had you at 18, if not earlier. Well, where the classes was at? Where they all learned by just doing what they felt was right or how they felt, along with having mental issues, because it is hereditary. Yeah. Along with having mental issues and not knowing how to cope. So what did they do? Oh, go pop this pill. Go get this pill. Go get that. Go do this. Go snort that. Go do this. Exactly. That's how they dealt. And I really had a problem with people and drugs for a long time to where it made me sick. And I looked down on people because my father struggled so bad. And I didn't understand it. 
Once I went to that adult day program, I went five days a week to start off from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's a long time. Yeah, it, it is. But it was powerful. And this is where I learned how to appreciate therapy. You go in, you do your check-in, people sitting around the table. I went to Herrick in Berkeley. Um, probably don't even know about that hospital, but it's tucked on the white way. Mm. Um, and it was a wide range of different people. Some kids from UC Berkeley. Of course. Um, you know, a couple other random people. This one lady that I call Barbie. She was the blonde hair, you know, pale skin, big boobs, French tip nail mm. driving the car. Why is she up in here with me? Because mm. that's somebody that I would look at and say. She got it. She got it. She yeah. got it all together. She got, she in here to say, for the same reason I'm up in here. It clicked at Man. that moment. <clears throat> I don't envy nobody. Because you never know what somebody else is going through. But in that moment, I found people that went to UC Berkeley. I had an AA. I didn't go to no four-year college. Mm. But you got this kid going to four-year college struggling just like me. Like, wait, I would have been like, damn, y'all got it going on. Y'all didn't pay it to the four-year college. Y'all smart. And I was, they struggling mentally, you know. And, and to me, they on the verge of suicide. So I learned, you know, there's so many different people. Mental illness looks differently. Me, the Asian chick, the white girl, the, you know, um, Middle Eastern dude. All these people sitting at one table, but we all have something mm. in common. And it's we're struggling to deal but at the same time, some people did pills. The days, eight to, eight to two. So yeah, I went um, eight to two, which was very exhausting. You did um, several different group therapies, art therapy. And it really, I mean, at the time I was like, I'm the nicest person anybody will ever meet. I don't care what nobody say. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. Like, you know, wow. I started realizing, oh, I do say some stuff to people like, you know, uh, I mental illness broke up with my ex fiance, uh, and when I would talk to him, it'd be like, "Oh, okay, you're doing good. Okay, damn, I just feel like stabbing you in the eye with a fork right now." Really? And I know he was like, "This bitch." Is oh, you hard. said it to him. <laughs> 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 oh. Right, that's the running joke in my family. Like, Levette stab you with a fork. It, it's just, it, it's a. It's something that I visually can see in my head when you wow. upsetting me, and it's just like in your head. Mm-hmm, in my head. Oh, I, all right. Well, you I'm know, a... see, I'm, you know, I could kind of refrain from. So, how long was the? How long was the? the... I think I was there for about three or four months. And um, they talk about breakthroughs and stuff like that. Everything. Oh. You know, I learned about. You know, there were people there with. Um, addiction to mm. all types of drugs including prescription pills which i was like for real mm. like you be taking advil like that like you know and i learned there that a lot of drug use 
is a coping mechanism. So, what? You can take Advil and it takes... Oh, because you really have... Your, your mental pain can manifest in physical. Right. But it, that's what there is, you know... Oh, I'm going to get this high. They'll find anything, yeah. really, to get that high. And, you know, Man. just sitting there and listening, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. But you going through it and, you know, think about a time when you did such and such and such. And such. So they make you mm. work. They make you think. You know, there was art therapy, there was music therapy, there was, so you did all these different therapies on different days. Um, and that actually helped me. The grounding exercises, you know, we would sit on a couch and the melodic voice of somebody telling you to just relax your mm. body, you know, empty your mind and just focus on the voice, you know. Feel it in your toes as it moves up. Feel it in your ankles. And I mean, I think I fell asleep a couple times. I, I, uh, <laughs> they have it at my job where it's a guided meditation. And mm -hmm. I, I tried to just meditate on my own, but mm -hmm. guided meditation really helped yeah. me a lot. Like, yeah. it, 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 it quiet. It does quiet your mind, but mm -hmm. really only as long as you do it. Right. Yeah. Right. But you need to, because you have so much going on. And you're trying to figure everything out. And, you know, I learned so much. Um, I do suffer from anxiety and depression and also agoraphobia. So. Really? Yes. Yes. Agoraphobia is a fear of being in places that you cannot get out of. So, crowd. Driving is an issue sometimes. So I do not do traffic. Wow. I will drive from up from Richmond to Oakland on the street. I am not playing with you. That's my mama. <laughs> my mama do that. I will take the streets all day, the, every day. The only time my mama drove the, the, the and I should have thought that was love, is when I went to camp. She had to drive. On the freeway? On the freeway. And we would go so early. You would wonder why I'm the only one sitting out there because it's like 3 in the morning. She said, I don't want any traffic. I don't want any traffic. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't, and I should have thought that was, mm -hmm. but you, how do you, so you, I, you came to this conclusion on your own. How do you, you can't diagnose, you can't no. see this in your daughter and say, not that your daughter has anything, right. but a, or just a person in the street, like, you got trauma, you need to deal with it. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can see that something ain't right. Is it um, my place to say that to somebody? It depends on who it is. Yeah, it I depends feel, on who it you is, know, yeah. my, my love for my children, knowing that it's hereditary, Mm. You know, my son was acting out a bit in school. So in second grade, he started going to therapy yeah, to talk. deal with his 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 issues. You know, um, his little friend drew a picture, smiley face, said, this is you, and crossed it out. He sucked the shit out the boy. Anger issues. Nope. From That's where? going did he have, did you, did you, so it's personal, so do you ever find out? Um, he has anxiety like I do. Okay. Um, so I do watch him. I do pay attention, you know, we in the car, we going on a long trip, he has to sit by the window. Mm. Most people would be like, boy, just get your ass in the car and sit in the middle. And That's it. what my mom and mm -mm. daddy would say. Nope, mm-mm, I know this and I'm gonna help him in any way possible. 
they've been going to therapy for a while, um, mostly group, and then they do have their own therapist that they can kind of talk to. I'd rather them deal with the shit now, yeah, than wait till they're my age. It's rough. And try and unpack all that stuff and unlearn. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. And that's kind of wrong of me to assume that they haven't gone through the trauma that I've gone through. Um, I was molested from the time I was 8 till I was 13. Um, See, these things... And I'm trying to figure out how. I I just don't... Because every time you say something, I'll be like, man, I wish I was there. I mean, I wish I was there. Man, I wish I was there. (laughs) I would knock somebody... Every time... And I don't know what else to say to you. It's... That took a long time to get past because it was my aunt's boyfriend, baby daddy. Mm. And I knew if I said something, you know. He'd die? Yeah. 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 Um, And it wasn't about him dying. It was about my daddy already in jail for something. I don't need my mama to go to jail too. You know, so I was always looking out for other people. So, because, you know, yeah, he threatened me a couple times, you know, I'm going to kill your mother or whatever, and it's just like, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about what they're going to do to you. And then... Still, even after all you There's my little cousin's father dead because I said something. So, I was also looking out for my little cousin. I didn't say anything to my aunt until, uh, shit... My little cousin passed when he was like 16 mm. in 1999. And at that time, I was working on myself. And I was actually able to sit at a table and plan my little cousin's funeral across from him. And I just sat there and I, I actually stared at him. And he kind of put his head down. Oh, you know. That was powerful for me. I got my power back. I got my power back. You know, um, it was. Is he still alive? Yes. Does he have to be? Well, he got deported, so. Uh, Oh. (laughs) So he's in Mexico? Cuba? Somewhere. Oh. Yeah, he, I don't know. I, I he's just, somewhere. He he did some things. That I feel like he went a, to jail for. I want to bully a bully, so I, I really. Well, see, this is the thing. A lot of those bullies have been bullied. Yeah, I know. and that's why they do certain things. But when do you stop the cycle? When do you get off that ride? If something's happened to you, why do you have to do that to somebody else? Yeah, I don't. That's what I didn't understand. But who's gonna stop it? Who's gonna say? You know, okay, this is an ongoing cycle of trauma for my family. So with me, it stopped because I went to therapy. Mm. I share because somebody else is going to be like, oh, maybe, you know, I need to work on, or maybe that's what, you know, I'm going through, or maybe that's what my kid is going through, or, you know, so it's going to stop with me. I'm going to pay attention to my kids. I'm going to send them to therapy. I'm going to get them the help so that they can, you know, in a situation, count to 10 without slapping the shit out of somebody yeah. just going to jail automatically yeah. because they couldn't control themselves. So now I can, you know, breathe, count to 10, and say, oh, you said I was ugly. Thank you. That bothers people. Yeah. I, 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 
Yes. I ain't gonna go into a, it a degree, but that bothers people. It does. I remember somebody was trying to say something bad to me. Just, well, you know, you're only good at this anyway. Oh, thank you. What? Well, at least I'm good at something. It's like, I meant it as a put down. Like, did you? you oh, I'm like, nah, but you tell me I'm doing something. You know, it's that hurts funny. them. I learned that when I was about 14, living in Fillmore, and not knowing, you know, guys my age was interested in me anyway, mm. but this one guy um, was trying to talk to me. Yeah, I talked to him. So, of course, back in the 80s in Fillmore, they standing in front of the liquor store that I had to pass all the time. Mm. So, because he was hurt. <laughs> He, was he hurt? decided. I, I assume that's uh, why. Oh, because that's why anybody do what they do. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So he decided to tell all little dudes out in front of the store. I sucked his dick. So I was a dick sucker. Like how the hell I become that? And I ain't never even doing that. <laughs> like what? So every time they saw me, hmm. this is what I got called. So you got called that they, you know, that's not what. That's not what we did in Richmond. If somebody said, oh, she this, and everybody be like, hey, how you doing? Would you like, <laughs> you like some Funyuns or some, uh, some Nine Laters? Season is doing. Right? I mean, you know, it didn't stop there. One of the guys in my complex caught me coming from the store one night and attacked me in a parking lot. Oh, I thought it was over. But, of course... Somebody drove by or something and yelled out the window, which startled him, and I hopped up and ran. Now, mind you, he lived in my apartment complex. No, you know exactly who this dude is. Like, dude, for real. Like, we all played with his cousin. We all played outside together, and it was just like, okay, but am I going to say something? No, I'm afraid. I'm just worried. Next time, I'm not going to take that route to the stove. Or I'm gonna be on swivel. How you doing? I look people in the eye, and I acknowledge them as I walk by. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna catch me, and I'm gonna keep peeking back if you walking behind me, or I'm gonna step to the side and, and let, let you, you walk on, Man. or stand there and watch you walk on, because I don't want to be caught off guard. That's anxiety. Yeah. That is, you know, where my triggers are. I don't like being outside after dark. Mm. The worst part of the year is when daylight savings is over. Because it get dark so early. Yes. Man, please. Man, man. I feel... But it's something that I I have to deal with now. So I I have my coping skills, which technically are not drugs. Um, I do take medication. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I take Celexa, which I took Zoloft for about 15 Mm. years. And all it does is it helps even out my serotonin. So, you know, your serotonin is your happy... Yeah. uh, I can't think of the word right now. But it basically makes you happy. So when there's less sun, your serotonin goes down. Which is why so many people... There's so many suicides and things towards the end of the year. People used, to say, stuff, yeah. people used to say, oh, it's Christmas, it's financial. No, it ain't. It's the lack it's of the sun. sun. And some of that shit is family. Where yeah. It, yeah. Well, I mean, it, that intensifies. Yeah. 
So, and I got to buy all this shit. So now I'm sitting here. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to go out to in these crowds. Agoraphobia. Yeah. I don't want to be in the Christmas shopping with the crowds and the, all the shit. And then my anxiety is high because I got to go and I'm not feeling like leaving my bed. But I got to go out and wow. spend time with family. Um, so I also take Ativan for when my anxiety attacks come on too strong. Um, so you feel it. Oh, like, oh yeah. So if we... St- <laughs> I don't, I don't want to set you off, but yeah. it's like if we, st- <laughs> if you step out and it's dark and it's just I, pe- I, hella people outside, man, I'm gonna be like, where the back exit? Oh, we would have to. It, it's something you would have to. You like, would have to adjust. Right. Wow. But I'm constantly preparing myself. Constantly preparing myself. Okay, so I'm gonna do this, and I mean, my boyfriend thinks it's funny, so. Funny, funny. Well, because so like paydays, huh. I start planning Monday payday on Friday. <laughs> I just started planning everything out before we even got to payday because I need to make sure I don't forget nothing important, and then I can say, okay, I'm gonna have this much to kind of play around with. Let's go. Wow. So I planned. You need to let me know there's an event ahead of time. So that I could plan, okay, if I leave early enough and get this done and go this way. And I can make so it, yeah. it, I can avoid this or I can enjoy, enjoy this if right, I want to. Yeah, I right. got you. So now I'm able to enjoy life a little more. That's good. Uh, my guy and I have been together for um, eight years. Oh. And when we first got together, um, we actually, when he actually started... Well, we started living together. I would do, and I've been doing this ever since. I can't even remember. I would sit at the end of the bed for about 30 minutes in the morning. Sometimes I'd rock back and forth, but I'd sit there and I'd watch the news. Mm. And so I'm always late (laughs) because I'm stuck. I'm stuck. It's like, oh, damn. It's a part delay. Okay, you need to hurry up because you need to get it together early enough. But then it's like, shit, it's a part delay. It's going to be so much. Oh, it's going to be extra people. And, oh, oh like, all this is what gets me from point A to point B. Nobody even knows. If I get from, when I get to B and I can sit at my seat, that's my goal. Get to your seat. Wow. I'm at my seat. Okay. Mama seat, I'm working. Okay, it's three o'clock. All right, so at five, I'm gonna leave. Okay, go to this bar station, catch the BART, get home. I mean, I have to plan everything wow. out. And then when there's a monkey wrench thrown in it, I have to learn how to breathe through it because nothing's going as planned. Because it's, uh, yeah, but because it's, in- it's instant anxiety because it's not going as planned. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, okay, with all these people on this part, okay. Mm. So now. So I'm that's ready. hell for you. It is. But at this point, I take my meds and I know how to find alternates of doing what it is that I'm doing. And then, of course, I go to therapy every other week. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I had no idea. Yeah. Nope. Oh, I, I think I met him. Scarface. 
Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. We was at the Scarface yes. concert. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So but even for a second there, I was seeing you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, it was like, well, I keep seeing her. So I saw you in Target. I think it was uh-huh. your son. And he uh-huh. was like, look here, if I tell you, I was like, hey, stop yelling at that boy. Stop yelling. And he was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, yes. hey. Yeah, I saw you like a couple times. You know who I saw? And they didn't speak? I shouldn't even say. Uh, I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, off camera we yeah, talk. Uh, wow. But she act like she didn't know me. I act like I didn't know her. I'm like, you can't hurt me. Right. <laughs> I know you. Okay. Yeah, and I looked at her and I was finna speak and then I was like, wait a minute. That's why I'm saying when you say you go over these little, th- it's like I got a thing. I got a rolling mm-hmm. dialogue. I'm like, oh, this, this, oh <laughs> damn, how you gonna play it? Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, you, once you understand, you know, I still have episodes, um, and some are, you know, more crazier, yes, than some, um, but I know how to maneuver now, you know, um, I've had a couple anxiety attacks at work to where I thought I was having a heart attack. And then they had to call the ambulance. Mm. Um, but I'm at a point now to where when I feel it coming on, I may not go to work. Or I may, you know, take an Ativan to kind of calm me down or do my... So the Ativan is as needed? Or is the yes. Ativan... Okay. No, it's as needed. And they'll give me like 15 pills. And I'll actually have those for almost a year. And what does that, like... Not not physically, I mean, but what does it do to you? Um, calms you down. Okay. okay. It calms you down. It's like um what people call Valium. Oh, okay. I ain't a big drug person. But it's not a it's not a sleepy. Um, it can make you sleepy. Cause, so they do tell you when you take it not to drive or mm. operate machinery. Um, but it does help me calm down. Um a lot of breathing exercises. Mm. Um Normally, if I can't sleep because, you know, there's been so many things going on for the day or I have something coming up, you know, uh, my boyfriend usually rubs my back. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and confess that I didn't know the power anyway, of that. So I never, I never, knew, and I did that because, mm-hmm. you know, her back was hurting, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't know the but actual it's, it's touch even, of another yeah, person. It's not even the, a massage. It's the calming of just slightly just, yeah. you know, it's not the whole in oil and all, just the I'm here. common touch. Just kind of like when you when you rock a baby or pat a baby to yeah. sleep. You're not trying to it's that, beat them. Right. Yeah, you it's just, just real nice and smooth, just calming. Wow. And it, it helps. I have to remember that. Yeah. I have to remember yeah. that. Yeah, so it's... it's so can we we I'm gonna shift gears, but we're gonna go back to that because I saw you brought books that you want to share. Yes. Um what is LMG exactly? So those are my initials. Yeah, I asked her, was it Margaret? She said it was <laughs> she said so, it was Monique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um those are my initials. And I was really when I first started it, like I said, I wanted um to send kids to camp, and then it was like I want to do something else. I want to, you know, give back 
you know, do some classes. And I did a few, um, but it was basically my boyfriend's grown kids, my kids, you know, a couple yeah. of their friends. You know, I, I couldn't get anybody to jump on Got it. you, got you. You know, I did a whole financial literacy um, program, That's which needed. went from teaching you how to maintain an account to check writing to, you know, these different things, the importance of credit. And I had a conversation with my son today. He said, I need to take a class or something <laughs> Boom. on credit. I didn't know until the other day how important it was. I've been here. I said, do you not remember them classes, them seminars that I was doing? He was like, Oh, yeah. I said it wasn't important to you then. Huh? Yeah, see. I was like, that's what we talked about. He was like, oh, oh, yeah. So like, let's do it again. So are, are you interested in still doing so it? I am. But because I we can did. set this up. Yeah, so what I did was oh. I changed um, it from uh, LMG Kids to Loving My Growth which is still, oh, yeah, LMG, still LMG, but it's loving my growth and really growing as a person and understanding, you know, who you are mm. and what it is you need. And yes, I do want to, you know, focus a lot on the mental health piece of it and just getting people more interested in being mindful of what's going on with them, with their kids. You know, all kids aren't just bad kids. No. You know, pay attention. I truly, and my kids hate it, I advocate for my kids. I used to go to the school. I'm there first day of school. I'm there back to school night. Mm. Let me talk to you first. You see this one right here? Mm. If he act up, here's my number. Here's my email. Please contact me, me anyway. It's all mental health. You know, your crazy uncle. Oh, okay. Everybody got a crazy uncle. Yeah, okay. Mental illness. You know, they hit him. They oh, he went to fifty different schools. Why? <laughs> oh, cause he was he just wouldn't act right. Maybe y'all should have got him some help. Hey, yeah. But Maybe you should have told him about the other uncle that was uh, right. That but slept in the room with you. <laughs> right, but we not looking at. We don't want them people in our business. And that's, I, know, I understand that, too. But when it's hurting other people or kids, you, you just got to do the greater good. The greater. Is that, what's Rika's favorite word? Trauma. It is trauma. It's it, trauma. It's a lot of trauma out there. That Loving My Growth is going to be your project of passion, or is it? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. definitely um, my project of passion. Um, I'm looking to, um, and, and this is a push for me, because, mm. again, my mental illness involves procrastination. Mm. It involves pushing myself um, and knowing the balance, when to take a break and when to push forward, yeah. not to put too much on myself. But I feel so passionate about other people knowing and understanding, you know, about mental health, about their mental health, yeah, about, are. you know, what it looks like. And why it's important. Mm. Yeah, you can pray. Pray and meditate. Praying and meditation are almost basically the same. Same thing. Same. You know, meditation. You calm in your mind. You you speaking. You know, into existence what you want. You. 
it's basically the same. Yeah. We don't need to be on two different sides of the fence. And that, that's a problem also. Right. But it's like, okay, what can I do for me? What can I do to help me? Well, there are self-help books. You know, read a book. I got two of them. So this one is Black Mental Health Matters, which I joked about it. I'm like, is it Black Mental Health Matters, like Black Lives Matter? Or is it Black Mental Health Matters? Mm. You know, but it's by um, Aaron Snyder. I got this off Amazon. I forget how much I paid for it, but I just started it. And he's basically worked in the jails. He's worked mm. um, in different um, mental health fields. And he basically breaks down the different things. You know, everybody crazy. Uh, yeah, that's what we say. Mm. So what does that mean? You know, oh, that crazy uncle, well, he has autism. Mm. So... That's what it's called. It's not called crazy. It's not called crazy. Okay. That that crazy uncle, well, he's schizophrenic. So he breaks down basically what uh, a lot of the, I need uh, that what book, they man, are. Because um, I think is, crazy is an overused word. And yeah. I don't think it. Yeah. So there's what is generalized anxiety disorder. So it talks puts, uh, it, 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 it talks about each one and the, 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 the characteristics. Yes. So you would, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, you got some signs of suicidal ideation, um, what that looks like. Mm. Um, a lot of times they say if somebody's going to kill themselves, they ain't going to talk about it. I, mm. They ain't going to say it. But for you to take into consideration, did that person just say? Yeah. You know, look out for that person. What they say, your strongest family member, check on them. Yeah. Because them the ones. You think they strong. That's what people think. People think. But them the ones you need to check on. Because I'm laughing and joking. But yes. You know, I'm joking. Yes. Me. I told this one girl a couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, you know, I suffer from depression. And she was like, you? You're always smiling. That's just who I am. Yeah. You know, you create who you are. You reinvent yourself. So I feel I'm a smile to hopefully brighten somebody else's day. Mm. I'm going to say hi to the person on the street that walked by because that may brighten their day. You don't never know what everybody is going no. through. You know, that person may be so lonely and they just walking. Good morning. Damn, somebody actually said good Sad morning hello, to me. Yeah. You know, and that changed my outcome. I could be mad. And just by that person saying hi to me, okay, maybe life isn't that bad. Mm. Maybe somebody does see me. Mm. So that's my whole thing now. I say hi to the kids, but mommy, you say hi to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. <laughs> and my daughter does the same thing now. I want to make sure that I change others, other people's lives. Yeah. Just the smallest of what, I mean, you know, I'm not a millionaire. I can't pay people's bills and all that. But I can smile at you. Give you a good morning. How you doing? Acknowledge you. Acknowledge your being. You yeah. know, and sometimes that's all people need. Um, the other book, which I haven't, I just bought this one too, and I haven't started reading it. It's the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Mm. So navigate an unequal system, learn tools for emotional wellness, and get the help you deserve. Mm. So 
even if you're not ready to see a therapist, I definitely would say, you know, get a book. Read up on it. Um, least, yeah. yeah. Read some information. Journal. Um, color. I color. Not an artist, but I do art. Um, Oil? Yeah. Um, acrylic. Acrylic? Okay. Yeah, so um, we just get the paints and a canvas and just sit there and get to putting colors and the different colors just kind of make you feel better. So wow. it's not like, oh, I'm going to draw this person. No, no I'm no. not drawing no people. You drawing a feeling. I, I, I may not draw a flower. <laughs> it may not look like nothing, but it, it does make you definitely feel better. That's um, good. That's good. I let her. You know, even if I'm feeling, especially if I'm feeling real down, hope, you know, those key words, mm. hope, strong, strength, love, um, all these things that will help. And then I take my markers and I highlight it in color. So just art. Wow. And it, it helps. It does. We may not think it is. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. When I, as I'm thinking about you doing this, and you have a, a session, and then y'all can have like an open house where a silent auction for the for the all of the depression art. I right. <laughs> I but like it, that. But it's it's, it's good though, because it's like you turning what's bad, the clouds in your head, into something that's good that other people can see. Then you go there, then you have like a little ten minute. LMG, uh, what? Uh, we gonna yeah. talk. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> we gonna talk. I mean, and I, and I think I kind of fell off because I didn't have the support. I think trying to be an entrepreneur, it's not me. Mm. I like to get that check. I like the check to be the same every week, and I like to be able to go to the doctor when I need to. Yeah. Um, so I love my 9 to 5, no. Excuse me, eight thirty to five thirty, mm. oh. um, <laughs> Monday through Friday job, because it takes care of everything else. Yeah. Anything else is extra and supports the purpose. And my purpose is to help. Yeah, you know, to get that information out to anything I could do. You know, I wasn't the best student in school, but I remember when I learned the trick. So I tried. Teach my kids the trick. Yeah, yeah. Read the book, read the answers, go back and look for the section the answers is talking about. The answer right there in plain words. Once you do that, you gonna ace the test. Cause like, you know, you know the answer, you know the way to get it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. It's like I just told you the secret. <laughs> now it's up to you to take the secret and apply it every time. Man. But. You have, you know, the procrastination and the ADHD. So it's like, yeah. oh, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to read it. Who you get is Levet. It's taken me a while to be comfortable in my skin and unapologetic. You know, I, I love everybody. Um, even, you know, I used to be like, why did I hate that person? Mm. But it could have been something that they were just popular or they were happy or, you know, that's a part of the mental health. Yeah, and yeah. it's like when you question it and you start to think back, it's like, what did they ever do? <laughs> I hated cheerleaders. They smile too much. Like, why? 
Um, and now here I am, the cheerleader. Mm. You know, go team. <laughs> go everybody. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'm at work like, yeah, let's go. And they looking at me like, girl, we don't sit down somewhere. <laughs> I ain't nobody had their coffee this morning. Cut it out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm me. I'm happy with who I am. I know I still have struggles, and I work on those constantly, mm. every day. I love myself, which led me to not need. Um, you know, most women, oh, I need a man. I couldn't live. Uh, here we go. It's like, you got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. If you don't love yourself, how can you give somebody else love? It's like, they can't give you what you're missing. And, you know, if came to it and they gone. That shouldn't break you down. Nah. Yeah, that not, shouldn't not crumble even, your whole world. Nah. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll you miss some of the things that y'all did together, but truly, what happened? You know, maybe everybody's supposed to really be in your life for a season, and that season is over. Yeah. You know, you, you just really have to think deep, not superficial. Mm. You have to think deeply and truly understand yourself. In. That's a process. It is. It is. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you do have At to some start. point, you know, you'll get over it. I've had plenty of heartbreaks in <laughs> my lifetime. Oh, man. <laughs> I've had plenty. I'm still here. I'm still functioning. I still helping still, people, still making people feel good, and still, man, yeah. I'm enjoying just life, period. And it's like, you know, no, I don't own a house. I don't even think I want to, mm. honestly, you know. But I don't, you know, have the fancy car. But I can get from point A to point B. Yeah. When I need to. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are your goals? What are you you shooting for? And you know, is that really gonna make you happy? And that's the that's that's the what you was talking about. That's the uh the peeling it off. Yeah. Uh, that's the peeling it off and seeing what do you need because my success and some of these other people's success is not gonna look alike. Right. Exactly. I, I don't see the the, the, the need of a billion dollars right. in my bank account. Exactly. My wealth is different than your wealth. Yeah, I and don't need right that. now I'm wealthy as hell. I have two great kids that are healthy. For the most part I'm healthy. Yeah, I got some extra, extra weight. I know people like that. I got some extra things, but you here. I'm here. I still smile every day. I take care of what I need to take care of. I'm, I'm happy. I don't, yeah, okay, a couple extra dollars might help, but I ain't doing nothing but give it to the kids. And that's going to come anyway, <laughs> one way or another. That's going to come. But, you know, it, it's not like I'm shooting for anything more. Just, hmm. So that's my wealth. I'm, I'm wealthy and just that. I don't need to have the fame or the fortune or none of that. That'll work then. That'll work. This has been How Do You View You with your host Griffin Stein with special guest LeVette Grant. Check out her LMG eventually. 
So we will uh, post everything about her LMG, which is a pride of passion. I mean, a pride of passion. A, a, a purpose. What did I say? <laughs> I forgot it that fast. A project of purpose. Yes. A project of purpose. Part of the old car. Uh, our community as a resource. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I know I it was it. rough, man, talking about all of that. But uh, I'm, I'm good. I can do that now. Wow. And, th and that's the beauty of it. I can talk about it and be over it. <laughs>